All right, guys, welcome to Bankroll Blitz. Yesterday, we had preseason football, so that means the NFL is officially back. And it's only right that I welcome in Bobby to talk some NFL futures. How are you doing today, Bobby? I'm good, man. I bet I bet the Hall of Fame game last night. <laughs> I had the Raiders money line, and I went under 30 and a half. It was a parlay. It was like plus 232. Okay. And the under was looking good till about four and a half <laughs> minutes left in the game. There was that garbage touchdown. But it yeah. just felt awesome to bet football again. I, I was thoroughly engaged till 11 o'clock at night on a football game. I, I loved it. I miss it. Yeah, man. You know, what's funny is I'm in this little Discord and someone goes over 30.1. I mean, over 30 and a half. And I was like, honestly, I spaced. I was like, what is he talking about? Like, I'm, I'm over here loading up on futures. Like, you know, just sending out TikToks. I'm just like. I have no idea. What is he talking about? So I was like, dude, what are you talking about? He goes, Hall of Fame game. I go, oh my God, we're betting on the Hall of Fame game. So I actually didn't put any bets in because I was like, I wanted to take the over just because the whole squad was riding over. And I was like, this feels like an under game. So I was so torn. I was just like, whatever. And then it got rain delayed and all this nonsense happening. I ended up going out. I was like, I'm glad that I missed out on the crap show because I probably would have ended up taking under and been super pissed. But yeah, dude, we're we're back. So it's crazy. It was. No, and it was an okay game to watch. I the the stats behind it were the Hall of Fame game has been averaging 28 and a half points per game over yeah. the last four contests and under and it was 29 and a half over the last 10. So yeah. I'm like 30 and a half, I'm going under and it looked good for most of the game but um yeah, some of these guys can't tackle yet. It was just fun to watch. <laughs> it was just fun to watch. Football. I can at least say I got half the parlay right, but hey, that's good. Let's, well, let's, let's go ahead and let's go roll this in. Uh, we'll start with MVP. Okay, so I'm gonna lay this out for you. 14 of the last 15 MVPs have been quarterback. Go ahead and give me your favorite and then your long shot. Of course. So there's a recipe. I've had this recipe in my head for about two, three years now to what an NFL MVP is. The recipe is as you pointed out, you have to be a quarterback, you have to be on a top two team in your conference. And then a little bit less important, you have to have a good storyline. So the person who jumps out to me the most as my favorite, it's Russell Wilson at 14 to 1. Obviously, the media hype train going into the season is surrounding Russ going to Denver. He actually has a lot of weapons on this team. Uh, Judy, uh, Cortland Sutland, Ken Hamler, awesome running back duo in Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Defensively, I think that's what really sets sets this bet apart is this is going to be a good team even in a tough division they should be a very very good team and make it easier on Russ throughout the season they're going to start talking about how has he never gotten an MVP vote before you'll hear that very commonly Um, very similar to what happened last year with Matt Stafford first two months of the season they're talking about him being an MVP candidate the Rams were a Super Bowl contender he slipped up in November Uh, I think he started throwing a lot of interceptions the Rams went like one in three during this stretch He fell out of favor, but that's what you're looking for. You're looking for a storyline, a quarterback, and a team that can be top two in the conference. So Russ at 14 to one is going to be my favorite. Okay. Wait, before you give your long shot, I want to go with my favorite because I was like wondering if you're going to back any chalk. I'm going pretty chalky and I'm going with Patrick Mahomes at plus 800. And you said one of the things that I really love is the storyline. You know, all the experts can talk about is how Mahomes has done with or without Tyreek Hill. That, nor- that narrative starts already. But we think about Mahomes is very fortunate this season. He plays a schedule where he'll be able to toss the rock on almost everybody, rank the easiest schedule in the NFL. Also, I think we see a big resurgence from Juju Smith-Schuster. It's going to be a different kind of football that they play, but they still have Sky Moore who can take the lid off plays. 
So it's very similar, but they're going to say, if Patrick Mahomes put up crazy numbers, they're going to say he did it with less. And that's that's kind of like what the recipe for Aaron Rodgers. Like, I mean, look at the stats Aaron Rodgers had. They they weren't like all that great. He, he was number one in QBR, number one in interceptions thrown. That's, that's you know, that's where he hung his hat, mm-hmm. but he did it with just Devontae Adams, you know, and that's why I'm backing Patrick Mahomes at plus 800. No, and, and you nailed it. The, the narrative is already going in there. Can he elevate the people around him, which is really yeah. what, an, what an MVP should be, and now he's finally getting that opportunity with Tyreek Hill gone. Um, so, no, I can't blame you on the chalk, man. Um, <laughs> who's who's oh, your long shot? I, I actually love my long shot more than I love uh, my favorite, Matt Ryan at 40-1. to 1. Now, I think the Colts can be a surprise team in the AFC. I think they can win their division. So, automatically, you're in the top four in the AFC. Now, okay. it takes over for Carson Wentz, who, if you remember last year, they lose week 18 to Jacksonville. They couldn't even make the playoffs. So, yep. it's already built in if he takes them a step above. Um, and they have decent weapons. I mean, Michael Pittman, Mo Cox, the best running back in the league. The defense isn't that bad. I think we could see somewhat of a resurgence of Matt Ryan. If we can get 43 to 4,500 yards over 17 games and, you know, 35 touchdowns and maybe seven or eight interceptions and they're a yeah. one or two seed, Matt Ryan's already got one MVP. At 40 to one, I think this is insane value. Uh, considering how good the Colts can be this year. So I'm going with Matt Ryan as my dark horse. And I think these odds drop significantly because I saw him earlier in the offseason at like 50 and 60 to one. Now it's down around 40 and I still love it. So I'm rolling with Ryan as my dark horse. I got another dark horse for you. And we talked about it a little bit. Kirk Cousins. I've started the media circus plus 5,000. Listen, adding Kevin O'Connell is the biggest, biggest news. We know that. Everyone wants to talk about if Kirk Cousins makes it uh, if they win their division, he has good good stats. They're going to talk about Juju. I don't think that we're going to talk about Juju as an MVP candidate, which still allows Kirk Cousins to get some MVP votes. Look at these stats. Kirk Cousins threw for 4,221 yards, 33 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, uh, 52.3 QBR. Aaron Rodgers, 4,000 yard, 4,111 yards, uh, four, four interceptions, and 6.91 QBR. We know he won it based on not having help. So that hurts Cousins a little bit. But we'd imagine bringing in Kevin O'Connell and not having such a ball control offense where they run more often than they pass, I think that Kirk Cousins can easily throw for close to like 43, 4,400 yards and and 38 touchdowns. If he cuts down on how many interceptions he throws at plus 5,000, when they win the division, because you heard me say win, not if, when they win the division, this is a very good dark horse pick. Something tells me we're going to be talking about this Viking teams a little bit later in the podcast, but I do love them as every year there's the surprise team in each yes. conference. I completely agree with you what Kevin O'Connell could mean to this offense. The weapons have been there. They, they've been there with, um, for the last few years. Can he take them to another level? 50 to 1 for, for a team that could plant themselves as a top four seed, especially if they win their division. It's, it's too yep. much value to ignore. Absolutely. I'm going to roll straight into defensive player of the year. My uh, long shot, Micah Park, my long shot, my favorite, Micah Parsons plus 1,000. Mike Parsons uh, racked up 13 sacks last season. We're talking about a rookie with 13 sacks who's a hybrid player because he's playing uh, on the edge and also playing linebacker. I think that he gets bigger, stronger, faster this year. And everyone talks about how he's carrying those leadership qualities that he had last season into being a leader this year. And I think that plays out very well for them. And I'm kind of afraid that this Dallas team is going to have to win a lot of games with their defense. Yeah. 
No, he he could be. I mean, he could be a freak. He could be the new. He could be the new defensive face of the NFL as Aaron Donald kind of is yeah. towards the back end of his prime. Uh, and I can't blame him. What were the odds on that man? Uh, plus one thousand. Ten to one. It's, yeah, it's not bad at all. Um, in a similar range on my favorite, uh, I'm rolling with Nick Bosa, 49ers D. Nice. 15 to one. So the guy has nine sacks as a rookie, wins defensive rookie of the year, tears his ACL in 2020. Last year, still kind of, you know, a year removed from the injury, has 15 and a half sacks. So now he's two years removed from the torn ACL. This is his first full off season of just playing football in the NFL. No rehab. Um, obviously, your coaches are going to praise you, but Shanahan has been talking about him all camp. But this is the first time healthy. If he can get to 20 sacks, and yeah. I actually think this Niners defense is what's going to be important to their success, especially with Trey Lance, a rookie. I'm going to call him a rookie. A rookie yeah. quarterback for them, essentially. Um, if this Niners defense is going to carry them to 9-10 to 10 wins, I think it's going to be behind Nick Bosa. So 15-1 to 1 on my favorite for defensive player of the year is Nick Bosa. I like that. Rolling into my long shot, I'm going Trayvon Walker out of Georgia, 100-1. to 1. Trayvon Walker has never really had the role where he was the guy coming off the edge very hard, but he still racked up nine and a half sacks in college. He really was a full-time starter last year. And I think this bet has a lot to do with recency bias. Uh, having been watching him yesterday, he looked really good. He looked legitimate. And you know what's crazy is it's not too far-fetched that a player can win defensive uh, player of the year who's a rookie. I look at his defensive rookie of the year. That's in their 10-1. Their so why not? Put a little sprinkle on 100 to 1 on Trayvon Walker. No, I, I don't. I mean, we've seen people come close. Obviously, Micah Parsons was in the discussion last year as a rookie. Yep. So it's it's gaining steam, at least that that notion. Um, my dark horse is not 100 to 1, but I'll cut it in half. <laughs> and I'm at Bradley Chubb, 50 to 1. Guys, he's been for, he, he's been forgotten about. Former yep. top five pick, plagued with injuries his entire career. The raw talent is there. He's going to be on a team that's going to be discussed about all year, especially because of Russ. But that defense is what can make this team a legitimate Super Bowl contender. So Chubb is a rookie. He's had he had 12 sacks. Yes, that was opposite Von Miller. Um, and he finished third in the league uh, for defensive rookie of the year. He was behind Darius Leonard and Derwin James. So good company there in 2018. Reports out of camp, he's unblockable. And he's finally healthy which is very, very important. Again, that number 20 is important, at least for a defensive player of the year. Can he get to 20 sacks? I think he can. Can they be a top three defense? I think they can. So if you are the dominant player on a dominant defense and I'm getting 50 to one, I'm throwing $25 on Bradley Chubb uh, for defensive player of the year. That's a fun one. That's going to be a good defense. You know, typically when you think defensive player of the year, they always come from a pretty good defense. I think Last year was the last time we've seen a defensive player of the year not come from like a really elite defense. Um, let's, let's talk about the fun one. Offensive player of the year. And don't hate me, but I'm going mega chalk here. I'm going Jonathan Taylor, 10 to 1. Listen, the Colts are going to be better this year. Their offensive line is going to be better this year. Then they're going to have Matt Ryan, and they have an easy schedule. Jonathan Taylor had 1,800 yards, 18 touchdowns last season. I think that he has an opportunity to legitimately hit the 2,000-yard mark. If he does 2,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, there's no way you take this away from him when he's having Adrian Peterson-like stats. It's it, I think the only thing that we'd be afraid of is they blow teams out, you know, and they don't need them. But I don't think they're going to be that good. I think they will win their division. I think they will be good, and I think they'll have a lead in a lot of games. 
Um, so at a hundred, at ten to one, like I can't, I can't not take it. Yeah, and he he's still young enough. He, he's going to have the legs where they're going to keep giving him the ball. Yes, Matt Ryan is going to make defenses respect him a, a lot more, I think, than Carson Wentz. Uh, so ten to one is, is fair value. Um, I it's it's funny. This award, a wide receiver has won it two of the last three years. So Cooper Cup and Mike Thomas. I'm going back to the running backs. There's going to be a theme for my plays in this award, and it's running backs. I started looking game by game. I like Nick Chubb at 20 to 1. So hear me yeah. out. His first five games, and a lot of these awards are it's how well do you start out? His first five games at Carolina against the Jets, against the Browns, at Atlanta, and against the Chargers. Four of those, uh, uh, I'm sorry, four of those teams were bottom six rush defenses in the NFL last year. So he's getting an awesome start in a in a time where we're going to assume Deshaun Watson at minimum is not going to play the first six games. We know that. Yeah. Um, I would say they're going to pound the ball, try to play good defense, try to play within themselves. And if he, if he starts putting up historic numbers early on, I'm talking two, three touchdown performances, 150 yards a clip. That's what's going to start building momentum for this award. So it's 20 to one on Nick Chubb. I know Kareem Hunt is there. But this offense, uh, I think we could see a Jonathan Taylor-like season out of Nick Chubb, especially with the way he can start. Yeah, I like that. I was uh, thinking about, you know, running backs who could win this award and what I was looking for. I was looking for volume. I was looking guys with legitimate uh, running back metrics, juke rate, um, true yards per carry, true yards created, um, breakaway ability. And these are the two running backs that come to mind when you think about who's going to get the volume, who has all of those very important elements of being a quality running back. Um, so it's exciting to see that you're on him because I considered him. I'm just going to ride uh, John Taylor a little bit more for my long shot. I already said his name once Juju Smith-Schuster hundred to one. Listen, <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster. I, I, I try so hard not to like just get wrapped up into camp talk, you know? But all I can read, and, and it sucks because I'm hearing, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing and reading stuff uh, from both sides, from Steelers, from Chiefs. All I can hear is he's shining at camp. He's setting stuff apart. You know, I think he's fully capable of having a Cooper Cup type year because you think about the players who are in that in that offense. Uh, you got Sky Moore. You got a Mikel Hardman. Like outside of Travis Kelsey, who else is going to get the load? It's not that these guys can't, you know, they lost Byron Pringle who ended up being a guy who they really relied on recently. It's not that he can't, uh, that these guys can't. It's just, why not trust a vet, you know, a guy, a vet who's really stepping up. And I think that Patrick Holmes will really start to lean on Juju. Uh, We need a more mature Juju and it's going to be good to see Juju back in that role where he's not the focal point of the offense. And he didn't handle it well in Pittsburgh. You you have outvalued me again. You said that was a hundred to one. Yeah, Jesus. No, I mean you. It, he's going to be a number one wide receiver in a potent offense with an MVP caliber quarterback. Why why wouldn't you throw a dart on that? Yeah. Why can't he have thirteen, fourteen hundred yards and fifteen touchdowns? There, there, there's no reason that the opportunity won't be there. So at a hundred yeah. to one, it's it's definitely some great value. Um, I stay with running backs on this for my dark horse. He's in a contract year. He's probably the most one of the most talented running backs in the league. He just hasn't really put it together. Saquon Barkley, 75 to 1 for offensive player of the year. He can put up, I and similar to what I said about Chubb and what we saw last year with Jonathan Taylor, he could put up an all-time great season for a running back. He has that talent in him. 
There have only been three players in NFL history that have had a thousand yards rushing and a thousand yards receiving. It's Roger Craig, it's Marshall Folk, and it's Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Marshall Folk, I think, won MVP that season. So Saquon Barkley at 75 to 1. They put investments into the O line on that Giants team. Obviously, their concern is going to be Danny Dimes, but I think Barkley's going to get the ball often. Their Giants are going to see, is this worth a guy we really should pay? Obviously, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option, but yeah. they're really going to trot him out there, and they're going to test what, what can his body handle. If it can't handle it, hey, we made the right decision. We didn't pick up the fifth-year. If he explodes, you know what? They're probably going to pay the guys that face their franchise. So the opportunity is there, 75-1, to 1, and, and I'm going I'm going on Barkley Offensive Player of the Year. I like it. Uh, you know, it's funny, too. I think Barkley is a stronger uh, pass catcher than he is a runner. And guess who they have as their coach? The guy who hates running the ball on first down. But he doesn't – He the guy who doesn't – it's not that he hates running the ball on first down. He just wants to get the ball in his playmaker's hands on first down. Yep. Why not Why not pass it to Barkley on first? Um, let's move over to coach of the year. I think you pretty much are probably going to be aligned on this. I'm Kevin O'Connell. Yep. Uh, I got 16-1. to 1. Um, I don't think I need to say much outside. Of, I think the Vikings have the team that could win the AFC North. If you look at all the new coaches, and I do think this award is going to go to a new coach. Mm-hmm. He, he inherited the second best team out of any of the new coaches. He has the second most talent to work with. Um, but this guy, it's probably a little shade into my, uh, my long shot. The guy who I have as my long shot pick has the most talent, but he has way too many storylines where it won't be about him. Um, so I think that if this team balls out, a lot of it's going to be like, holy crap, see what happens when you put a good offensive mind into this. Mm-hmm. Kevin O'Connell comes in. You have all these weapons. Get all that defensive nonsense, control the football kind of BS out of the NFL. Get it out of football. I think we're getting a good price here. I actually, so he he was actually my long shot. Uh, I found him at 20 to 1. Nice. Uh, which I was shocked at. I'll go very briefly on it since you hit all the main points. Um, but if they can steal the division, bodes very, very well. If you look at Kevin O'Connell, he comes from that McVay coaching tree, that style offense in its, in its infancy, in its first few years, it was girly. It was Cup and it was Robert Woods. Yep. Can you mimic that with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Dalvin Cook? There's no reason you can't. I don't think you could pick better comparisons from a one-to-one standpoint. So exactly. A division that's weakening. I think the Packers got worse. I think the Bears are abysmal. Detroit, I think, can be competitive, but 500 at best. So it's yes. a division you can win. And there's a big jump to be made on the stat sheet, which is really what's going to drive this. So my long shot was Kevin O'Connell. Um my my favorite was it was pretty chalky, but it's Brandon Staley at 14 to 1. He couldn't get the win total that he needed last year from the Chargers, but he really started to change the franchise around. They need to get to 11 wins, I think, for him to win this award. Um, his name is being thrown around a lot in the media. The media, the Chargers have five primetime games this year. So the NFL is yeah. buying in on the Chargers. They're going to be shown a lot. Um Outside of the division, hopefully they can split the division. But outside of division, they have Jacksonville, Houston, Cleveland, Seattle, Atlanta, Tennessee, and Arizona. I see yep. all them as 500 or worse teams. That's seven wins right there. Can you split with your division? I'm at 10 wins. Okay. Can they get one game between Miami, the Rams, and Indy? Then that gets you to 11. And then I think we're talking coach of the year for Brandon Staley. So, I went on a game-by-game level. What number do you need to hit, and how can you get there? It seems pretty reasonable for this Chargers team. 
and 14 to one. They yeah. talked about him last year as a wonder boy, the guy who refused to punt on fourth down. Um, let's see if he can turn it around and, and make it a positive. So uh, I'm going with Stanley uh, Staley. I'm Stanley. as my <laughs> I like Staley a little bit. I just think that, you know, the hype behind him is now the expectations more. He's going to have to be that challenging for the number one seed. My long shot, Todd Bowles. The media loves a comeback story. Todd Bowles failed as a head coach. Now he finally has the reins. If he gets the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to an elite defense, you know they've always had a good defense these past couple of years, but an elite defense, they make it to a Super Bowl, they, they, they're number one seed. I think that plus 4,000, 40 to one is a great, great metric. I, I, I don't have anything other than that. I just think that this is just such a good story. Um, I don't have him as my top because we already know the main story of that's going to be, oh, my God, look what Tom Brady did at age 45. But everyone loves a comeback story for Coach of the Year. I thought you were going to pick Doug Peterson for a minute. <laughs> I, hey, dude, if he can Doug Peterson that, makes sense. If he can turn Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne into seven or eight wins, he'll start getting he'll, he'll start getting some love because that team. Yeah, was, he will. I mean, He's also following up probably the it, it helps that he's following up the worst head coach. Oh, yeah. In the last 20 years, at least just from a story, uh, how he got let go, all of that. It's it's set up for him. The the it's I don't know, the, the floor is, is very, very low. So I looked uh, at uh Doug Peterson and I just didn't think that the Jags were gonna get to seven wins. Yeah, I don't think um so I, I crossed him out and then I crossed out Dabble, uh just because I don't think his team's that good. And I, I mean if Dabble wins it. I'm okay with losing, like not winning that bet, but at 14 to one, like I'm just not putting enough faith in it. You know, I'm, I'm waiting on the giants any day now to just ship over a fourth or fifth round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. And yeah, automatically like, Auto- Hey dude, you're in a wild card in the, in a yes. week NFC. Yeah. It's on? wild. They just but. need to watch. They just need to make sure that Danny dimes is really that bad in training camp. I don't know what they're waiting for, but the <laughs> it's offense, wild. The, the trade is there. <laughs> all right let's go to offensive rookie of the year i'm gonna start i gave this pick out a while ago and i'm actually kind of shocked the line didn't move that much i'm going with Traylon burks uh 10 to 1 and Traylon burks instantly steps into that aj brown role but what i love about Traylon burks is his production out of college like everyone talks about how good Traylon burks was right last season he had 1100 yards uh 12, 11 receiving touchdowns and they talked about how good he was but he's he had kj jefferson throwing him the ball and a offense that was primarily a running offense. Now it's going to be a very similar offense, but they're going to need to lean on him. And he has the qualities to put up a big, massive, uh, massive total. And I think a lot of the offensive rookie of the year candidates or favorites, they all have to, how do I describe this? They all have to win their job. Um, you know, they'll get enough looks, but I, Traylon Burks and my long shot don't have to win their job. They are day one starters. It's just if their quarterbacks, because both, both of mine are wide receivers, if their quarterbacks trust them. Uh, and I will say this. I did have a long shot um, that I was so excited to, to drop on a TikTok, um, but the odds had moved from 40 to 1 to uh, 16 to 1, so I'm not even betting on them. And that was uh, Kenneth Walker. Got you. Got you. I went chalky on this one. I, I went I went chalky for Offensive Rookie of the Year. I like Pickett, 7 to 1. I think he's the QB most likely to start as early as possible. Early reports that Trubisky is, is just, I don't know if he's disengaged. I don't know if he's just that bad. He went completionless, I think, in an entire practice the other day. Yeah, he did. In the if I look at, if I look, and this is just camp reports. You can't take them too much, but I have to look at the whole picture. 
the Steelers have Najee Harris. They have an above-average defense. Very good weapons um, for Pickett to really get himself comfortable. Um, I think he can get this team to eight wins. If he could take the Steelers and prevent them from really having a dip and say, oh, yeah, this is our franchise guy, look how are the future is bright, you're going to win this award. So I think he could be starting, if not week one, as early as week three or four. And that bodes really well um, as far as a, a long-term a long-term play. So pick it seven like one. It's chalky, but I'm rolling with it. I like that. Um, you know, I was all over Pickett until I saw him in camp and I was like, God, he has such a mountain to climb of getting better. But then uh we talk about how bad Jabisky is and uh Ray Rudolph sucks. He's gonna be the starter at some point, maybe two games in, three games in. Uh my long shot, uh Romeo Tubes, dubs, whatever how you pronounce it, out of Nevada. This dude is a beast. He was already a beast at Nevada. Now he fits right into the Devontae Adams role. What better praise to get than the backup, I mean, the backup, defending MVP champion saying you are a quality wide receiver. All that tells me is he's going to trust the crap out of him. So every single game, he's going to get looks. He's going to get targets. It's not super long shot at 26 to 1, but it's a long shot enough for me to say I'm not taking chalk and I'm backing him. 6'2", 200 pounds. He even looks like a quality fit for this offense. Yep. Um, very, very close in odds, but it's another quarterback for me. Desmond Ritter at 25 to one. It really speaks more to Mariota's durability than I think Ritter winning job out of camp. Mariota is going to start the season. He is familiar with Arthur Smith's system. Um, the Falcons schedule really isn't doing them any favors. Yeah. Just to, in the first four weeks, Saints, Rams, Bucks, 49ers, Bengals, you're two and five. If yeah. you're two and five through seven games, I'm going to trot Ritter out there. So, yeah. um, if and that's saying if Mariota doesn't get an injury at any point, he's been riddled with injuries throughout his entire career. So, yeah, I think again, another quarterback can have a big impact on the game. Um, I, I kind of like his weapons, I like Drake London, I love Kyle Pitts. So, if I'm a rookie quarterback, I have a wide receiver and a tight end I feel a little bit comfortable with, and expectations are low, especially if you come in, if they're two and five, if they finish the season somewhat above 500. I think Ritter can can get a nod here. So uh, Ritter is my dark horse. I think somewhere around uh, here, I wrote, the reason I don't like um, London is because do I trust Mariota? And I think you said it perfectly, that this is a real possibility that Mariota loses his job. Uh, that makes me like your pick a lot. Um, and, and I wish I would have put two and two together with my notes but now I, I don't mind putting a little bit of uh, fun money on a uh, little fun money on Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Let's go into uh, defensive rookie of the year. I only have one player. I do not have a long shot. And I'm, and it's the same reason, the same guy that I had to win defensive player of the year as my long shot, Trayvon Walker plus 1000, 10 to one Georgia product. This guy's an absolute stud. And I think that it's going to be fun to watch him play on the line and on a defense that is, already has quality players that are going to get doubled. So now he's getting one-on-ones. Um, I think that he wins this and it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be close. I think that a lot of people are going to think about Thibodeau. I think Thibodeau is going to get consumed with the New York lifestyle. I think he's going to have a lot of pressure on himself. What, what better uh, organization to be in and, and try to be a star in Jacksonville? No pressure, not even a big media scene. You're literally just out there playing ball. And I think that's a lot what happened at Georgia. You know, people say Georgia is, is a massive team, which they are, but no one expected Georgia to beat Alabama preseason. 
you know, they did in the national championship, but when you don't have pressure and you don't have this media circus around you, I think it makes life a lot easier. Yeah. No, I think, I, I mean, he's gotta be the least covered number one overall pick we've, we've ever seen. Uh, I mean, it's, it, it's a good place for him to be where he cannot be roasted by the national media. Obviously the local market is nowhere near what, what New York is. So yeah. um, I don't see any reason why he can't finish with between 11 and, and 14 sacks as a rookie. So yeah, it, it's, it's fair. I can't blame you. I went another direction. Um, I don't have a dark horse and a favorite. I have two middle of the pack guys that I feel really good about Derek Stingley and sauce Gardner, both 12 to one. Two cornerbacks have won this award in the last seven years. It was Marshawn Lattimore. He had five interceptions. It was Marcus Peters. He had eight interceptions. These guys were not tested in college for how good they were. It's not going to happen in the NFL. They're going to be tested. I think there's going to be opportunities there for them to to pick up some interceptions. So the floor for this award is five picks. I I actually like Stingley a little bit more than Sauce Gardner, but – um, more so for the division he's in. You're getting Trevor Lawrence twice. I actually don't think Ryan Tannehill is that good of a quarterback, so you're getting Neither. him twice. Um, both at 12 to one. It's a passing league. Cornerbacks have won it a little bit more in in recent history than most. So, give me these two guys. As far as prospects go, I think they're two of the best cornerback prospects we've seen in a very very long time. So, yeah. talent wise. Love these guys. I want to see five interceptions from one of them. If they do, they'll be in conversation for defensive rookie of the year. I want to say I agree with your take there. Um, both of these guys are going to be electric. You know, what's going to, I think is going to happen is both are going to play very well. wonder if they're going to be splitting votes or, or have like, you know, the the DB contingency be like, we got to back these guys. But yo, man, these were good picks. This was a fun podcast. Um, I want to invite everyone who's watching on YouTube. Make sure you press the like and subscribe button. If you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or whatever you're listening on, be sure to rate and subscribe. Best of luck this season. We will be back with more and uh, hopefully a ton of guests. Take care, guys.